0: He get me teary-eyed already <laughs> i just want to set this up a little bit before i go and uh i'm not a normal preacher and the kids would tell you that they'll come to camp and awesome to see jackie and micah beautiful people and um and uh when aaron asked me to do this and we were trying to find the date and everything and um he said, the, "We would some things didn't work out, dates and all that stuff, and and that this one worked out, and we're doing our family picnic at church, which is perfect because I don't like the family picnic event at church, and <laughs> that's perfect, Aaron, perfect, because <laughs> I'm not good at cornhole, I'm not good at can jam, and I don't like to lose, so I just don't like the picnics, you know, and um, football, I'm good, and um, and all those things, and and I came here and as soon as I drove in and I saw." I'm, gonna cry. I'm a crier if you don't know that so you're gonna get it but as soon as I saw Tip City man emotion just flooded me I haven't been here in a minute and all that stuff and, and God spoke to me and he said Nathan this, you're not coming to preach you're coming on assignment that's what he spoke to me he said you're coming on assignment and I, and I don't know how God works with you but how God works with me is that all he says and then I'm like what's the assignment does anybody else roll like that and i'm like yes god I, I want to fulfill your assignment and honestly i went to dinner with stephen and ashley sons and daughters of, of mine in the spirit and with tasha and, and, the, and the kids and and I, this whole time i'm like god what's the assignment what's the assignment and it, silence and be honest with you, you know how we, if you're, if you've ever ministered, you write down some notes, you get some things in your head, you know, you do these things just in case the assignment's not given, I got to have something to say. <laughs> and, uh, and, and honestly, I'll be really transparent in this room. Cheryl, hey, I, I was super transparent in this room and I walked in even today and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I walked in the day, and I had some notes jotted down. I had some things to say, and I didn't really know what to do. And this is where I got real weepy. Is so I in that girl, little Jen Johnson over there, well, you got a sweet voice. And um, it was beautiful. And, and what I like more, there's anointing there. I don't really care about your voice to be straight. The voices are a dime a dozen, The anointing's not. And um, and, and and I walked in here, my eyes were opened in the spirit. And I don't know how you guys believe I think we're the same and, and, and then my eyes are open to the spirit and I saw Midge she said nothing to me but she looked at my eyes and she had this look I didn't know her very well but she had this look like you're going to say the and I'm like I really I promise you this just happened to me during praise and worship I'm standing back over here and she's giving me this look I don't know this lady but it was the look that most wives give husbands when they want you to do something and and i and i'm like okay i know that look i get that about every day you know and i got that look and all of a sudden i felt Matt. i felt god sit there and she said say are you going to do it i'm like what am i going to do and she says say what i'm going to say and really the download really just hit me you know and and i and and i don't say this lightly i mentioned that we tasha preached at a conference um this weekend and um you know that I was at that church, a beautiful church and beautiful people. I love everybody, and that. But that church wasn't ready for this, and I just love them, and all these things. And 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 before I get started, Tasha is going to come up here in a moment, not now, and um, and she's going to do her thing, and uh, whatever God tells her to do. But I believe that we're in a time and a season right now where there's ne- you guys are talking about heaven invading earth, and I believe that we're in a season where there's never been such a. Interaction of heaven and earth, uh, ever before. And I know Jesus walked the planet. I know you could you could argue me this things, but I'm telling you, we are living in a time. We are living in a time, and I really believe with all of my heart. As my iPad's not working, but I don't use it anyway. And um, but but we're at a time, and so I have an assignment, and I'll say that in a, the assignment in a second. I do want to. Uh, most of you guys, as I looked around the room, Heath, what's up? Um, I know some of you, most of you, I would say I don't know, and which is sweet. And, um, and all this stuff so I want to give you a little bit about me so you know that I'm not a total flake and um, by the end of this you might think I'm a total flake but I'm not, I'm just a lover of God And um, but I was, uh, I was changed at the age of 21 I was baptized in fire I went from a little similar story a little earlier, I think I'm older than you and, uh, and I got lit up by Jesus and I was the same way I didn't want this prophet come in the church and knocked me on the ground, I didn't want it the only reason I went up there to honor my mom and dad, because my mom and dad are also pastors, and and I did not want nothing to do with the house, I didn't want nothing to do with the people, I didn't want nothing to do with the church. Matter of fact, I didn't like the church, I didn't like the people, and I didn't want nothing to do with God. I just wanted to live my own life, and and I go into a service, this prophet calls at me out, and he says, "You're going to be a prophet of God." And it's like, bro, I ain't going to be nothing. That was actually the words I thought. You think, and Holy Spirit at that moment lit me up. I had never been the same again. At the age of 21, I caught on fire. They made me youth pastor at our church, where well, the youth group blew up the youth group blew up we were having such signs and wonders and miracles and power the youth group was bigger than the church where we the youth group was over 400 kids <laughs> and it was crazy we'd have kids to come in they would lay i can remember stories where they're laying at the altar they're laying in the prayer room and parents were getting mad because youth was going too long you know what i mean parents if you're a youth group and god's showing up don't get mad that's not good and um and I, there was parents that didn't even know Christ but going and grabbing their children by the arm and they would just fall out under the Holy Spirit and they'd just be drunk for hours it was such a, a mighty move of God and it was such a beautiful thing and I said God you're doing something big and you're doing something great and, and I don't know what it all is but I know there's such a manifestation of the Spirit and all of a sudden, all of a sudden boom everything stopped me and my wife get diagnosed with Lyme disease we get a year and a half and she's, I'm a woods guy, like Aaron was saying, I'm a big hunter, it's hunting season right now, so it's grace I'm here, I'm just teasing, and uh, if y'all want to intercede for a 150 to 180, I'm really good, that's a buck size, and um, I'm really, really cool, if you do a 200, I'll do a Holy Ghost dance all over this place, and uh, and and me and my wife got sick and, and she's my wife. You can look at her. She's a she's a shopping mall girl. She's not a woods girl. She doesn't like that thing. So I don't. We're opposites attract, obviously. And then and so we get together and my wife get together and I'm sick. I'm sick for a long time. I thought I was dying. I was going to hospitals. I was going to doctors. I was having panic attacks. I was having emotional attacks. And all of a sudden, the whole time this 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 revival, this this move of God is happening. But I'm I'm miserable. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm ready to die. I have suicidal thoughts. Some I don't even know if you guys know. All this, Uh, so thoughts, and all of a sudden, my wife's sick and we go to, we go to the, I don't remember who the president, I think it was Obama or somebody was the president, and we go to this infectious disease, the head of the whole nation, and he looked, at, they, they were saying that Tasha was the first case of Lyme disease to ever be transmitted sexually through intercourse, and all these things, and, and I, and it's never happened, it's never been documented, she's the first case ever, we're sick, we're miserable, now she's sick, and all these things, and all of a sudden, I don't know what's going on, I'm saying, God, why am I, is all this going on, I've given you my life, I just said, I remember running around my neighborhood, because I was it was a heart condition and I thought I was having a heart attack and I was asking God to die I was like I'm gonna run so I'll have a heart attack and I can die I just want I'm done. I was done fighting in the middle of the ministry in the middle of the move of God I'm miserable read a beautiful book by Chris Balaton, changed my life and uh I I laid in bed and all of a sudden I laid in bed and a, a minister came and he was talking about love and the Holy Spirit spoke to me he said Nathan You've been baptized in fire. I was a crazy man. We would have 350 Jackie at our youth group, and I'll sit there and I wouldn't even celebrate it. I was like, I was like 375 next time. I was sold one more soul. Don't give me an assignment, I go for it hardcore. I'm like a militant. And all of a sudden, I heard this message of love. And be really, really transparent. I knew the fire of the Holy Ghost. I knew the power of the Holy Ghost. I knew all those things. God was doing great things, but I didn't know love. I know you guys know this guy, Leif Heflin. Come. I got baptized in love. It was like I was saved again. Didn't understand it. I was saved again. I immediately get I have a spirit that was a oppressive spirit. I don't have Lyme disease my wife don't have Lyme disease, I got free, she gives to the Dominican Republic, she gets free, I'm baptized in love, all this thing, the church started rocking, manifestations of the Spirit are hitting again, it's just crazy things going on, the glory of God is falling on the house, all these things, and all of a sudden, we hit a bump again, COVID. Wasn't too long ago we hit COVID and, and, and all of a sudden the church are, churches are shutting down and, and, and I don't know a lot of houses I said 30% of the people that left the church in COVID didn't come back and that's just church wide and, and all this stuff but I had a, such a betrayal happen to me They're that season just, just this is this okay I'm, I'm going to tell you the assignment in a second and, and uh, the way I roll is I really never dismiss church I'd rather you leave happy than stay mad so just go but cool with that, man. You ain't gonna hurt my feelings, I promise. And uh, anyway, I, COVID comes, and in COVID, I never got sick. I never got the thank you Jesus and all that stuff. But at the same time, what I, I experienced some of the greatest betrayal of my life. And I am a loyalist. I think there's some people in the room like that. I am a loyalist. If I make covenant with you, I don't break covenant ever. It will not break. I, pastor Mike who was a senior pastor we don't have a senior pastor no more but he was a senior pastor for a long time and I always told him I was like you can sit there and mess up I'm never going to leave you God might strike you dead but I will not leave you when I make covenant I'm covenant that's why I love the covenant to me and Aaron and Nicole me and Tosh have it, Aaron and Nicole and, 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 and I'll never break it bro till death it's just who I am and, uh, but man a lot of people talk about church hurt you know what hurts worse than church hurt? Sheep hurt. Sheep hurt. You give your heart. Even if you've ever led. So I know there's leaders in this room. You give your heart, your sweat, your tears, your guts, your time. And then the betrayal happens. And man, I really, really, really struggled with that, Heath. Really bad. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I just don't know if I want to do that. It's so much easier just to... Live in your home and have your wife and kids and and just stay in your little circle and all those things and all that stuff and like God, why, 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 why? Hit a bump, and I'm here to tell you that was what 2020 is. That when COVID happened, I don't even know what month it is right now. Yeah, I'm not lying; it's deer season. It's October. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie; when I'm preaching. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so all this betrayals happening and. And, and all of a sudden, I got healed again. Healed from the hurt, healed from the pain. I got saved again. Well, and I got saved from what? Not, not sin. I've been saved from sin. You're saying I got saved from the system. Where I'm currently staying inside in this room, and I stand. I don't even know if I've told Aaron and Nicole this yet. I got saved from the system. I feel like a new man. I have been healed like I've never been healed before. I can see like I've never seen before. I was on the circus wheel of performance for a really, really long time, performing for the audience, singing for the audience. What do you do? And pulling the tricks for the audience, praying for the audience. And now, you know what? Nothing matters to me that I am son. That might sound simple but you guys do not understand the freedom if you've been in the game as long as I've been in the game 26 years I've been in the game I know I look like I'm 26 but I'm not and and 26 years I've been in the game you understand that and I've been I've been on the circus wheel of performance where all if I have enough people at church then I or God shows up and people fall down it's a good service if the kids aren't there if we're a youth group and they're standing there like lumps in the log and worship's going I know you know what I'm talking about and all those things and and all stuff stuff happens and you get frustrated and you go home and I don't want to do this no more. You guys don't even understand who I am. I'll have a, I, I lead worship. And so you guys know the album, ready? Some of you heard it probably, The Threshing Floor. It's really good. And um, and and I literally would get down. I was so on the performance teeth. There would be a bad worship set and just didn't like the people responded. I would literally go and kick chairs over in the office. You think that's crazy? That's That was Nathan. I'm an intense man. I felt like Jesus turning over the tables but he was a much holier man than me. Thank you. And, uh, and this is where I'm currently at. And then when I was thinking about this, I started thinking about this right here. I started thinking about, you know what? The Bible says that we are to go glory to Glory. And when that is preached, when you hear people go from glory to glory, we're just thinking up, 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 up. But you know what? My glory to glory has not been, my journey has not been up, 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 up. It's been, you know what? It's been up, and then I go through something that I don't understand. It causes confusion. It causes sometimes hurt. But then I go up again, and God saves me from, from this. And he and then I hit a bump in the road. I, I heard a sermon the other night, the other day about the threshing floor. You understand? And David, you guys know I'm not preaching this, but David had went to a place went so far and what he was doing and then they hit the bump you guys know the story it was a threshing floor and sometimes we're like nothing bad can happen but the bible says in romans 8:28 all things work together for them For the good of them to love the Lord, according to his purpose. And I'm here to say this is free. This isn't the assignment. Uh, This is what I'm telling you. But I'm here to tell you that sometimes in churchdom and sometimes that in, in life, we're just sitting there going, if anything goes bad, it's the devil. You know what? God, even if it is the devil, God's working out. When you're a son, Nothing can stop me. Sickness can't stop me. Disease can't stop me. Betrayal can't stop me. Nothing can stop me. I'm a son. And you know what? You can take away my worship. You can my, my praise and leading praise and worship. You can take away this mic out of my hand. And that does affect me none because I'm a son. And the only value I get is I'm a son. I get everything from Abba Father and he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will never hurt me. He will never betray me. He will never do anything for me. So now I can live. And you know what? For the first time, 26 years of ministry, I've been all over this nation. I've been all over this world. And for the first time, I've experienced what free indeed is. It's not a laying hands and falling on the floor. It's not getting over an addiction, even though those things are beautiful. The what true, free indeed is, is total reliance, surrender, trust on Abba. Oh, man, and I'm just here as to testify before I give you my assignment because I don't want your mom to ever look like that at me again. You all maybe know that look. I don't like that look. But I'm here to testify that I have found free indeed after 26 years of preaching, after moves of God, after seeing demons being cast out, healings happening, I've seen everything. But I wasn't free indeed. Only until I understand who I really am. See, on the Circus Willow performance, you look successful when there's a 1,000 people in the room when you release an album and have 100,000 views in two months. You know what? What we've messed up in the church a little bit is we've confused success and fulfillment. And that stuff looks like success, but it doesn't bring fulfillment. The only thing that brings fulfillment is I am yours and you are mine. You are Abba. I am your son. Amen. Tasha, come. You're gonna see as my wife comes up that me and both Aaron, Matt, we all just married way up. Matter of fact, I'll just be really transparent before I get real serious. It is every time I introduce my wife, I have people come to me after the church going, "How in the world did that happened?" I'm like, "Am I that ugly?" <laughs> you know, but no, this, she's a mighty woman of God, and I just have her read because I'm not the best reader, <laughs> and um. I actually am but I'm just she's better and I just want her to read I wanted to introduce you I guys I want you to see her because listen this is a mighty woman of God right here but if you turn or if there's a screen I think I gave it to you guys I want you guys to go to the book of Ruth and I want you guys to go to Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 I'm going to read 18 verses can you hang with me for 18 alright so you guys can go home and don't have to read your Bible now I'm doing it for you, okay? On the season, so I want her to read this. Go ahead.
1: Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of the two sons were. I'm not sure. (laughs) Malone and Shalom. That's why he had me read this. (laughs) Okay, we're going to go. They went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took their wives of the women of Moab, and the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Mahlon and Shalom also died. So the women survived her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughter-in-laws, and that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was, and her two daughter-in-laws with her, and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-laws, "'Go, return each to your mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and me.'" The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted their voices, and they wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why would you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope. If I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they're grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and they wept again. Orpah kissed her mother in law, but Ruth clung to her. She said, Look, your sister in law has gone back, her pe to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge, and your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw this, she was determined to go with her, and she stopped speaking to her.
0: Amen. Some things I want to point out real quick before I get really serious in it. The praise and worship team here in a little bit, you can just go that same thing you were doing at the end of the, the Yeshua tag to the presence tag. You know what you're doing, all right? But I want you to do this. I want you guys to hear this. Imelech was the husband. You, everybody talks about Ruth. I don't want to talk about Ruth today. I want to talk about Imelech. okay? I want to talk about him. And Imelech means my God is king. Emelech was was going to Bethlehem. That he was in Bethlehem. And in Bethlehem, the, the word Bethlehem means house of bread. Okay? We've had a lot of good men that's been craving the presence of God. God spoke to me about our church, and he sat there and he said, if Bethel's going to go where Bethel wants to go next, it has to be a house of bread. I'll explain in a second. They found bread in Moab. So let me just paint. How many knows this story so I don't have to go to like straight youth group on you? Okay? So, so you got Imalek, his wife, and his sons. He's in Bethlehem, the place of house of bread. He's, his name means, my God is king, and that's his name. And so all of a sudden, the bread seemingly, say, say with this word, seemingly seems to no longer be in Bethlehem. And so because it's no longer in Bethlehem, he hears that word saying that there is bread in Boab. If you don't know where Moab is, Moab is the country not only where he goes, but Moab is where the two and a half tribes of Israel would not cross into the promised land. Does that make sense? Moab means short of the promise. That's what Moab means. And so what has happened for years is that we have been trying to find bread because it seemingly has been dried up. You've had pockets over here and this, over here and here, but where's the, the spotless bride? Where is the great move of God? I believe the greatest awakening is upon us and it's here, it's coming. It's not past us. I believe the greatest days of the church are not behind us, they're ahead of us. I believe those things. They sit there, but what's happened is it didn't seem like the bread of Bethlehem was really changing anything. It didn't seem like that. It. it seemed like there's, that, that it's dried up. And what's happened is that there's been churches and moves of God and and, and, and denominations and, and all these things and they want the houses of bread. They want the bread but they started looking for it in other things. They've left the realm of promise and presence and they entered into the realm of logic and reasoning. If I have lights, if I have these things, if I have if, the, if I just make it all pretty and showy then the people will come. It has never been about the people. It's been about the bread. And you know the bread? Jesus said, I am the bread and the truth and the life. Jesus said, I am the bread. But we have made it about the people and the number of people. I used to make it about the people and the number of people. It was 300 kids, 350 kids, 400 kids. It had to be more, more, more. But what I I got lights, I got wrappers, I got all these things and the kids would come and it was beautiful. The mayor, I was a keynote speaker of the state of Indiana. All these things were going good. But it was the goodness of God that I got hit that bump it wasn't judgment it was goodness I don't even believe God is judge, I believe God is judge like the book of judges, not the judge of the anvil and the robe <laughs> that's what I believe Calvinistic stuff's not right Calvin, John Calvin was a lawyer and he interpreted everything through lawyer that's free I'm a nerd and so so what happened to us? He sit there and he does this. it's like I'm a, I eat keto. How I many knows what keto is? And so I was on keto and I was living on pork grinds. You feel me, brother? I you don't know what suffering is until you've sucked in pork grind dust and almost die. I thought for a few times I died cuz I ate some barbecue pork grinds and I sucked it oh. And I was like oh, here I come. Jesus, here I am. I'm coming, Lord. <laughs> I thought it was my day. I thought it was time for me to be with him. You know i saying? But you know what? I eat keto and I've discovered something beautiful. It's called keto bread. It's not made with flour. It's made with almond flour. Heat that makes it legal. My problem is portion control now. A loaf a day is probably not good. And I discovered this keto bread. And and because I hadn't had bread in so long, it tasted amazing. I was like, yes, this is amazing. I can have peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I can have grilled cheese sandwiches. I can have ham and cheese sandwiches. Oh, God, whoever created keto bread deserves a ticket to heaven, a free ride. (laughs) Just let him go. Keto bread and air conditioning, that guy deserves it. I don't even know if they were saved, but let them go, God. <laughs> go to Mexico with me, you understand the recognition piece. And uh, but you know what? A little bit down the road, I, I I just I I decided to get off keto a little bit and start doing cheeto. <laughs> and I took a bite of like a Texas Roadhouse biscuit. Oh come on! I'm preaching now, ain't I? You're talking to a guy that hasn't had bread in 2 years. Except the keto bread. And I bit in to that Texas Roadhouse biscuit. I heard angels singing. I heard the 24 elders. Man, I was I saw the lightning. I saw the crystal sea. Oh my lanta. You talk about heaven invading earth when I ate that biscuit. Oh my Lord Aaron. Like, what a mighty God we serve. All the old songs were coming out of me. I didn't even know I knew those. (laughs) And then what I found out is that even though, because I haven't tasted in so long, that keto bread tasted like bread, it was nothing, nothing like the real thing. And what has happened is we have commercialized the church, and we've been doing all these things and trying to, to get people to come. You know what? It is not our job to get people to come. The Bible says that if I, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all. Men unto me. Where does it say? I know what Matthew twenty eight, nineteen says. Be you understand that? But if you lift him up, he will draw all men unto you. Why would they be drawn if we just lift him up like we were doing this morning? Because you understand that when he you lift him up, then you give access to heaven, invading the earth. Good song choice today. Heaven, heaven invading the earth. And when heaven invades the earth, the world sees that what they've been eaten on. The the church, the lukewarm church gets to see what they've been eaten on. What they've been relying on, what the method they've been trying, the formula they've been trying, the, the, the system they've been trying. It, it, it just works. But you know what I learned after 400 kids? None of those kids knew him. You know what they were coming for? My gifting, my anointing, and I am not God. And I have repented over and over again because I was ignorant. Because I just wanted them to come. I didn't care how they come. But now I'm just obsessed with them finding Jesus. That's all I care about, Jesus. You gotta find him. There was, there was, you are sitting there singing, Heaven come. You can also sing, I fix my eye, same, same progression. On you. Because you know what? Now I take the youth group at camp with the Chloe's and the Olivia's and all you guys. What I do, I just sit there and I said, I just said, Don't look at the team, don't look at the threshing floor album, don't look at us because that ain't changing you we've been satisfied with groupies and we've been commanded to make disciples as long as we have the likes as long as we have the views as long as we have the streams we're successful but this world ain't looking for more successful people this world is looking for fulfilled people people that know who the bread of life is you understand that and so let me keep going I left these a long time ago, that's how I roll so we have Imelech, he goes to Moab you know what happens when he went to Moab his his faithful wife Naomi who's super popular in Bethlehem, you can know that we keep reading down, super popular in Bethlehem she goes and follows her husband but guess what happened, her husband died and guess what happened after that her children died, you know what happens when we're not houses of bread the first thing to go is the men and the children You ever study revival? It's almost always ushered in by praying women. Azusa Street, all of them. The Welsh revival, it's all ushered in by women. Because you know what? I'm just going to say it. Women, you're better than us. I knew I'd get an amen there. I'm just like, I didn't get no amen, amen. We're having a sisterhood bonfire. Women are better. What kind of church is this? We're in the She-Man Hater Club right now. But you know, it's been—it's been the world is craving houses of bread, and we found our church. I'm just going to use Bethel, okay? We found our church, getting sucked in. This is how you do it. This is how you have to do it. We've had manifestations, all those things, and it was how you do it. I came and I preached about the houses of bread because not only do we have this house need of a house of bread. Part of my assignment today is to sit there and say, you know what? This—the only thing that matters for this upper room is that this is a house of bread. I believe it is a house of bread. You said it, but there's nothing else matters there. And I think there's been a frustration. You can look at the book of Luke and I wasn't gonna go here, but in the book of Luke, there's a story about uh, chapter four, a story about Peter and, and Jesus wanting to preach to the multitudes and he looks at Peter and says, can I, can I preach on this boat? How many knows that story? And Peter, the Bible said, toiled all night and caught no fishes. He's fished all night and he caught no fishes and he was frustrated and he was, he was, you know, he, he was a businessman. And the Bible says he's putting it. Then you have Jesus come and he goes, Can I, can I, can I get on your boat and push me out so I can preach to the multitude? Peter being a good-hearted cuss and sailor like he was, he sits there and goes, Okay. So he sits there and he puts he puts him out on the boat a little bit. Jesus does his thing. And then Jesus sits there and goes, Okay, now go cast your nets in the deep. How many have heard this? he said go cast your nets in the deep and he goes and casts his nets in the deep and when he casts his nets in the deep the Bible said that he caught such a great catch of fish that his nets could not contain the, catch of the, the amount of fish that he caught he had to cry out to his business partners to come and that they would come and help because if they didn't come and help he would have lost some of the fish but I'm here to tell you that if, 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 uh, if, 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 if he would have caught fish before Jesus asked him he would have not had time or room for Jesus on the boat he'd have been busy catching them. He'd have been busy fixing those hairs on that heath. He'd be busy flaying those fish up. He'd be busy busy sending them to the market. He'd be busy doing those things. And then he, and Jesus would say, hey, Peter, can I preach on your boat? And Peter, he'd have been like, hey, uh, man, it'd be I would, but I caught all these fish. And I'm telling you, just like when God has saved me over and over and over and over again, He has saved His house. He has saved His people. You say He saved that because some of the greatest churches that, that have been frustrated and the people haven't been coming and it hasn't been the manifestations and the power and the presence. That's why the album didn't get released you, till till we got this thing. That's what happened. And, and all these people are starting to discover us and all these things. And I don't give a hoot about that. All I care about is that's this bread in the boat we're a house of bread you saying that hey, and that's what I care about and so here we got here we got Peter and we got Peter he's sitting there going he says Jesus coming he, and Peter said he was amazed he falls at Jesus' feet but I'm telling you there's been a season of houses that didn't want didn't go into the system didn't look at some of those the mega things I'll just all say if you've watched the news they're falling apart because the only thing that Matt he's gonna bless is the only thing in this this great awakening where the people are going to flock to. The only thing that's going to happen in this third great awakening, I believe, Dutch, she says, one billion soul harvest. You see that? I, I believe what's about to happen. What I believe is about to happen is it's going to happen everywhere. It's going to happen where there's houses of bread. And I'm here. I believe your mom. Whoo your mom gave me that look because I have a mandate as a prophetic voice that you know what you can't worry about anything else you can't sit there and get consumed with anything else you got to sit there and say is this a house of bread is this the presence where God dwells is this a place you're saying that? don't get your eyes to the left or the right says the Lord don't sit there eyes on this and that don't get your thoughts on methods and formulas he says if you make this a house of bread I will bring it and I will bless it I will provide for it I will do what no man can do what no formula can do, what no method could do, nothing could do. That's why your mom sit there and said. Don't chicken out, Nathan. That's what she was saying. She said you chicken out, you coward! I'll give you that look again. I told you I was fiery. I'm telling you, when your kids came to youth group, or sorry, you camp, and they came there, and I watched them i saw the future i didn't see i didn't see less man especially the all of them but man the one that stuck out and i kind of just punk her out i love you all but smith i I kept picking on you 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 and i saw a little bit of shy but you know what? who else was a little shy the shyest kid in high school four years straight it's my only record i hold i'm proud of that record (laughs) until i was changed i didn't talk to nobody and I looked at the shine. I looked at the quiet, but then I watched the shift. I watched the shift in all of you guys. I watched, did you guys, I know you guys saw just this little, it wasn't this real quick pop up thing. It was just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Ooh, and I watched this shift and I sit there and said, My God. I started seeing the fire, I started seeing boldness, I started seeing the glory I started seeing calling I started seeing legacy and man you guys don't see me in private but I'm a really crazy person and I'm like I did, went old school again why the mighty God because I don't deserve it you don't deserve it you didn't earn it but he's good how many believes that he is good he is good all He never is, he's never not good I know it's a double negative. My mother's an English professor, and I don't care. <laughs> but when, when you get out from being a house of bread, and you start eating on the artificial things, the keto, what happens is, it don't really satisfy. Because God made the body to need carbohydrates. did he? Tell me that again, so I'll believe it. <laughs> God created. I mean, I lost seventy pounds. Pretty good, right? But I can't live all the days of my life without carbohydrates, because what happens is God created me to need it. And I'm telling you, there's something in little houses, little pockets. I was in Mexico. It's actually I, it's cool that David's here. I don't know where he went, but he's here. And and I was at Pastor Armando's church, and and I and, and and me and Lucas, kind of Pastor Lucas, another pastor of our church team this and and i started preaching and i had a vision of tornadoes if you if, if this vision of tornadoes i saw one tornado it wasn't very big it looked kind of just like a little tornado and all of a sudden it was like you ever did google earth and you whoosh, and you see the earth and all of a sudden i see the whole earth and i see little tornadoes everywhere like the whole earth was dotted with tornadoes and i'm sitting there and i'm looking and i'm looking and all of a sudden I, the tornadoes get bigger and as they get bigger and they touch they start merging and all of a sudden, as they start merging, that was, I couldn't see the earth no more. All I could see is one giant tornado. And I couldn't even see the earth anymore. I said, God, what are you showing? He said, I'm showing you what I'm doing. There are houses of bread. It's, they're not coming to the other houses, they're coming to the houses of bread. The, you understand that the, the methods aren't going to work anymore. The formulas aren't going to work anymore. The, the, the things aren't going to work anymore. The only thing that's going to work is Jesus. It's only going to work is his presence. You know what I'm saying? We got to get out of lodge. I know some of you might not like this, but it's okay because I'm a prophet and most people hate prophets, so it's a cool. They ain't honored until another time. But it's cool. You know what I'm but at the same time, that's what happens. What happens is, is, is happening is there's houses of bread, and you're going to see the other things. Why is it? Why is this happening? Why is people leaving? What's going on? Because the only thing that's going to satisfy is, the, is that Jesus and his presence. And what's happened is we left the realm of, of, of promise. He promised us that if we lift him up, he'd draw all men. He promised us. He promised us that if we make him the focal point, if we have a single-eye obsession, it's our new song, that if we make him a, a single-eye our single eye obsession that he'll do everything else he's a good father but what we did is we sit there and we go no this don't work it's almost like we don't believe the gospel works sometimes that Jesus don't work so we gotta help him out Jesus don't need your help he needs you to lift him up he needs you to make him his focal point he needs to be your eyes obsession when that happens he'll do everything else he did it they will come to him because the world and the lukewarm and all that they are hungry for the real thing Tasha, come back up. She didn't know this was going to happen. And I drove to Walmart today in Troy. I didn't even know there was a city named Troy. But I looked for a Walmart, and Google sent me to a city named Troy because I forgot my belt. I put my phone in my back pocket, took two steps, and needed a belt. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm a mover. I'll be, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want to see that. And, um, and I drove out of tip this morning. Walmart opened today, and I got there right when it opened. And I got bought a belt and a coffee cup because she has an addiction. If you guys have a recovery, you can send her there. And um, a <laughs> caffeine addiction. And she, and she went there. And I went to Walmart to get the cup, and I went to get the belt. And I was coming back in, I saw I saw the, the city sign again. It said, Tip City. And I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me. And he said, Nathan, Tip City is at a tipping point. This nation is at a tipping point. This world is at a tipping point. And the answer to the world and the answer to the nation and the answer to the city is not another church that has the gimmicks. The answer is a church that is a house of bread that understands the... The, 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 the dire need of the importance of Jesus being in the house. It doesn't matter who preaches. It doesn't matter what songs are sung. It's just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Nicole said, "All we need is Jesus." And that we sing them songs. The hymnal said that back in the 1800s. they've been read. "All I need is You, Lord. Is You, Lord. All I need is You." And all we have songs for day. But God sat there and spoke this to me. Last one of the last things I'll say as He sits there. He said, "Nathan, my people have settled with thinking they." have it all because they know it but he said i am not a god that just gives you intellectual knowledge i am a god who will pierce you and as i pierce you then you understand the love see i heard the love of god's story my whole life i've heard the fire of god's story i'm a pastor's kid you know how many sermons i've sent in one of my favorite preachers said i've been in more sermons than jesus because i was in some that he wasn't at joke is a joke And, and I uh, <laughs> I get so off when I do those things <laughs> and, and God spoke to me and he said this, this is a tipping point but the answer is my church that is obsessed with me the Bible says I believe that the church is an unlocking season I believe there's like I've already said there's, there's interaction we've had crazy things happening at our church we've had people just falling for hours and trembling on the glory of God we had a service not too long ago and that was just <clears throat> I left i'm done bro i'm out we've had we've had healings we've had miracles we've had some beautiful things we have prayer at my house on saturday nights at eight o'clock and all this stuff and and my daughter just sits there and says no more songs we're just gonna go and she's one of the things we want to know you're the one everybody likes and as she starts singing just random songs and all this stuff and she's and she falls down for hours trembling under the glory of god i'm telling you god is doing something and he's doing something for houses of bread does that make sense but what i have her up here for is that we've been seeing so many crazy things there's been angelic people seeing angelic and this might mess with you a little bit but we've been seeing the cloud of witnesses anybody else believe that can happen We've been seeing the cloud of witnesses, and she, I'm gonna have her share a vision. That's where you're going so you can get prepared. A vision of the cloud of witnesses. You say that? And I was like, that's good, baby. That's awesome, baby. Then, then another Peyton Bennett called me, and he said there and said, Nathan, this is what I saw during that service where the glory of God fell. And it was exactly what Matt, what she saw, and all of a sudden then my wife got my attention to your painter. Cause I wasn't paying attention, I was paying attention on Jesus. And Tasha goes, you look at the painting? I'm like, nah. I'm gonna preach, I ain't going look at the painting. <laughs> And she said, "It's, it's what I saw. It's what I saw. I'm telling you, I am on assignment here today, not to give you a sermon that you're going to pat me on the back and want to give me. A, I don't care about your pat's on the back. I don't care about nothing, but I care about obeying my God, my Father." that's all I care about and I care about this church he didn't bring us together a long long time ago for nothing I'm telling you we're, we're, it's just been the synergy with us since the beginning it was before you even got saved that we were still there was a synergy because God he put it together and God but it's not It's here's what I'm here to say it's not over yet it's not done yet He didn't put us together for just a Greg and a Mike or an Aaron and a Nathan or a Matt and a Todd. He didn't do that. He put us together till death do us part. And not only will we be together, but our children will be together. And our children's children will be together. You said, say, well, how if God comes back? I believe he will come back, but I'm telling you guys might not like this, but he's not coming back for a weak and anemic church, a confused bride. He's coming back for a spotless bride, and that lets me know that the greatest days are ahead. Awakening is ahead. It's ahead. We're about to see more souls coming to the kingdom of God in the next five years than I have seen my entire existence. I know that might be too big for some of you, but I believe it. And I don't believe it because I heard some preacher say he showed me. Because I don't believe any preacher. It's kind of horrible. I gotta get better at that. Ooh. So I want to put this together. We've been seeing the cloud of witnesses for months now. I started seeing it, and I'm like, I can't tell nobody. I'm already deemed the flake, Aaron, and now I see dead people, and then her nana said something to me. I'm oh my gosh, now I'm hearing it. Somebody pray for me. Come out in Jesus' name. I'm like, I'm like praying for myself that God, because because when you're prophetic, he shows you things. And sometimes you're like, I got to make sure that's in the Bible. He showed me something in Timothy 4 the other day. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I ain't telling that God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not all. Grandpa told me. Whoa. I had to go to a bunch of people know their scriptures. I'm like, you got to make sure, Nathan, I got people in my life to make sure I don't get off. Because when you're prophetic, you need people in your life to make sure you don't get off. Because we can get crazy. I mean, Jeremiah was butt naked. I ain't doing that. So we. <laughs> So, so we have this. We so I wasn't going to do this. This is this is me being Nathan. I, I never use my notes very rarely, and and God spoke to me and He sat there and we've been seeing the cloud of witness. I wasn't going to say that because I don't even know what you guys believe. Just being honest, I haven't been here in a minute. I know you would agree with me. But I don't know none of y'all. I know some of the right side. I don't know none of the left side He and it's like God. I don't. Don't know if I should share that. he said there and he said, share it. That's why I wasn't gonna even share the midge thing. I was gonna tell you in private. He said, share it. You know what made me do it is when Leah came down. I wasn't gonna say it, Leah. And your obedience to come down and fall at the feet of Jesus. He God said, Do it. So 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 I think I'm a weirdo. Seeing all these things. And then we have this the service and then I want you to share what you saw, okay? Good.
1: Well, I'll back up just a few is I've been raised in church my whole life. My dad's been a pastor, and often you get into the system of if you do A, B, C, and D, then this is gonna be your outcome. And in the last months I've just been really seeking for the real thing. And we've been a church that talks about the power of God. And I'm not talking about just my church or this church, but as a whole, that talks about this great move and power of God. But to be honest, there hasn't been a lot of power. And I was reading in the scriptures, and Jesus was talking about us doing even greater things and than he did. And I'm like, where is that? And then we go to camp and we name it the dwelling place and we're dwelling places of the Holy Spirit that he is inside of us. But I'm like, God, then where is that? I'm so hungry to lay hands on someone full of cancer and see it go. I'm so hungry to, to lay hands on blinded eyes and to see them be opened. I'm so hungry for visions and dreams not just at a conference here or there, not just at a camp here or there, but to live that way, to live like Jesus. I've been raised in church my whole life, and there was something that started inside of me that said, I'm not satisfied anymore. It's not enough anymore. And so I started praying that, and I fell and broke my foot. (laughs) And... And so I didn't understand really what was happening and what was going on, and I was sitting on a Thursday night. We just have worship and go for it, no agenda. And I was sitting in the back with my big old boot up to my knee, um, up in a chair, and I heard the Lord say, Would you crawl on your hands and knees up to the altar for more of me? And I laughed, and I said, "Nope." (laughs) Our church is very long, and that would be a long crawl. And I'm like, oh, no, I'll get on my crutches, and I'll, like, hobble up there, but I am not getting on my hands and knees. And he said, then you'll never see what you're asking. Because to see what you're asking takes childlike abandonment, faith, surrender, to hear me and to obey if you can't crawl on your hands and knees, how are you going to go out and, and hear me tell you to lay hands on some, some random person in a grocery store? And so a few Sundays later, still in my big old boot, he says, would you get on your face for me? And I thought this boot does not bend, so it was going to be like a hard thing to do, and I'm sitting on the front at our church, and so I'm not missing it this time. (laughs) I will get on my face, and so I maneuvered my boot around, and I got on my face, and the minute that I fell on the floor and I got on my face, my body started trembling, and I just started weeping and i tried to lift myself off the ground and i couldn't all i could do was move my head back and forth and the next thing i it, it was like somebody was standing on me and all i could do was cry and laugh and cry and laugh and tremble And I'm in my right mind. I know for a while, like I know church is going on, and I'm like, I'd probably look crazy up here, God. And I would try to get up, and I just couldn't. And so I just surrendered to that. And the next thing I know, I see something like that. And I'm standing there. And as I'm standing there, there's this cloud of witnesses some I knew, some some I didn't know, who had went on to heaven, and angels, and they were standing on the edges, and it was like water flowing. And I said, God, what is this? And he said, it's the river that flows from my throne. Get in. And so I got into the river, and as I got into the river, I started floating down it. And as I'm floating down the river but really I'm going upstream I'm going like to the throne of God and there's this heavenly host and all these saints that have went on to heaven and they're standing on the edges and they're worshiping and they're splashing in the river and they're laughing and I'm laughing (laughs) and the rest of the time I was on the floor I'm just floating and what he showed me and all of that was there was no striving I wasn't trying to get to Him, just simple trust and obedience like a child. I stepped in, and He was just taking me to Him. And such a joy and a peace that I've never felt before. But I believe what He is saying is for such a time as this, He's calling us just to surrender, to trust Him to hear him and to obey it's not about a religious formula it's not about doing a b c and d see i came from the old school if you had to read your five chapters a day and pray for an hour and then maybe you would be holy enough to be used by him but if you didn't read your quota and pray for that amount of minutes then you couldn't do anything for him And what he showed me on the floor is it's simply about should I read my Bible? Yes. Should I pray? Yes. But it's simply about wanting him, trusting him, and just and just surrendering to him.
0: Ain't that awesome? (laughs) The praise team wanna get ready? You cool with that? And what? I'm gonna we'll go to minister in a second, but I mess with my older saints. I do that a lot, and um, they love me. But I do it. And I said, "What makes heaven heaven? Is it the streets of gold? Is it the pearly gates? What makes heaven heaven? Is it because the afterlife? But if you understand that there's no separation, I tell my church all the time. Have you seen the movie Munsters, Inc? See, heaven's not way up there." That's actually a Platonic influence. And hell's not what we picture either because that comes from Socrates. Two men that weren't even Christians has really indoctrinated how we believe heaven and hell is. And God said, Nathan, it's just a seen realm and the unseen realm. In Munster's Inc., you're in Munster's land, right? I don't know what they called that. And you would open the door and you would step into the bedroom and now you're on the earth. Is that right? Come on, see the movie. That's exactly how the unseen realm and the natural realm is. It's not way up there. So when you say heaven come, where'd she go? My little gin. When heaven come, when you say heaven come, it's 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 not even a door needing open. Because you know what? When Jesus did what Jesus did, he opened the door. There's no separation. Amy, there's no separation except what we make in our minds. So when heaven come, it's already honestly here. It's just making us more aware. We say, Jesus, come. Jesus is here. It's just, as we focus and gaze, it just makes us more aware of this. I'm here. And I believe, Nicole said it, and I was like, when she sat there and she said, as on earth, as is it is in heaven. When you said that, standing right here, Nicole. There's something special about you. I don't say that. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't say that. I'm truthful enough not to say I don't like you, but I just won't talk. The shy kid. But I like you. Listen. <laughs> and Aaron, I don't believe I came here just to be another visiting minister. I don't even look at myself as a minister. I don't even count, count myself as a pastor. I'm just a son. And you're sons too. We're equal. We're all good. But I am here on assignment. And my assignment is to let you know that this is supposed to be a house of bread. Your mother said, Make sure they make Because she's splashing in the river. Aaron, like, who? she's cool she she's never been more alive than she is right now i promise never been more happy more joyous all those things but i'm telling you god let me see that because he's he's telling this house that heaven is here there's no separation he's saying not only does this house need to be a house of bread but your house needs to be a house of bread your home needs to be a house of bread and you, the dwelling place you need to be a house of bread it don't stop with the Sunday morning experience it don't stop with the midweek experience it doesn't it's my, my, I, I, this is my corporate body where well, this is a house of bread, that's easy but my house, my house, my home where I'm at all the time is a house of bread and then in this house in this house is a house of bread So the invitation is not for just the church to be a house of bread, I believe it is. But how about your homes? Because you know what? Micah, youth group, two, three hours a week isn't going to cause them to be dwelling places. That's the frustration parents put on youth pastors. So how do you know? I was a youth pastor for 25 years. They're just a supplement. I lift weights. And the supplements help. But I don't lift the weights, nothing happens. The weights are in the home. If you're a parent in here, if you're a parent in here, you need to make sure it's not about the phones. It's not about the television. It's not about the internet. It's not about the family time. But the only thing that matters is this house. Is it a place of, of bread? Is it where Jesus walks? Do my children feel his presence? Or they they only filled in here? And what these beautiful girls and guys over there, they learn that you know what they're supposed to be. The church is the house of bread. Your home is the house of bread. I am a house of bread. And I believe there's a fresh, fresh revelation. See, some of you guys know this. Like, that's good, bro. You're, you're loud. and That's good. I don't care about giving you something to make you go turn you on and be like, man, that was good. I don't care about this stuff no more. I want you to be pierced. I spent 20 years trying to get people all excited so I sound good. So you'll pat me on the back. Those days are over. All I care about is that everywhere I go, Aaron, everywhere I go, Chloe, everywhere I go, Olivia, the people are pierced and they're pierced like they've never been pierced before. I was at a mancation with a bunch of old guys. I'm not an old guy yet. I'm in the middle. I'm done. Stay with me so I'll shut up. That's how I work. And thank you, guys. Still got a little Rob Parson in me. Stand. <laughs> and and I oh and I and I, oh. I want you guys to be pierced. Chloe, you are pierced. But don't stop at the piercing. I'm not a mancation with a bunch of elderly men. I'm not a mancation, and all these young guys were getting touched by Jesus and all this stuff. And I looked at the old guys, and I'm like, you know what? The wisest thing I've ever learned. Is that I don't know. I know nothing. Because I thought I knew everything. I'm a studier of church history. I'm a study of revival. I clipped out of every history course in college. I didn't even have to take those courses. I am such in love with history and the Bible and Josephus and all that stuff. I know it all. And so, man, sometimes that can make you a little narcissistic. And as I started on this journey, Mamie, I found out the wisest men are willing to surrender and humble themselves and say I know nothing but all I want is you because my knowing got in the way it's got to look like William Branham. it's got to look like I, Swift, when you think I'm lying I kicked a kid across the stage that's a true story that's what Smith Wigglesworth did I was so in love with the generals I started mimicking them but I can't mimic them I gotta be and I today I believe the cloud of great witnesses we know the cloud of great witnesses there. and angels are here and there's an invitation and if you need to go, go I don't know what time he didn't give me he said he was crazy enough to say do what you want I operate in chaos I thrive in chaos I said, alright bro But listen, I got one more time to preach anything like this. I only want it. He said, I'll never preach it again. And I've already told him this is the text. Pastor Armando. This is why you're connected. And I texted Pastor Armando because he wanted me to preach, and I couldn't because I was hijacked the other place. I said, Mom, before I stop talking about this, I have to preach at the house. Because there's, there's going to be house of bread too. I thank you for everything you've done for him, Nancy. David, Jasmine, man, those people are fire. They don't know what fire is because it's coming, like they don't even know. So today, if you just lift your hands, in my, and we're just gonna sing. If you need, like I said, if you need to go, go. But we're just gonna invite heaven in. I even encourage you if you want to step out, be obedient, step out. I'm gonna pray for the kids for sure because that's my will. That's what I love the most. I love all your you, but I love kids more. I want you to invite him in. Will you start singing from our hand? Yeah. Say that again, sweetheart. Let heaven come. Let, Let heaven come. Heaven. Yeah. Let, Let heaven, heaven come. All we want is you, Jesus. Let yeah.